0: coming up. I didn't know them 22 years ago, but when I spoke to some of her friends on the 20th anniversary, it seemed that the pain was still as real as it's ever been. For Vault Studios,
1: I'm Reid Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Early on the morning of February 10th, 1999, 22 years ago this week, a driver on Pine Point Road in Scarborough, Maine, spotted something in the roadway.
0: A passerby found
1: the body of a teenage girl dumped in the middle of Pine Point Road in Scarborough. The body was soon identified as 15-year-old Ashley Willette, a high school sophomore at Thornton Academy in the neighboring city of Saco, Maine.
0: I turned the TV on, and when they started talking
1: about her tattoos, And they started, you know, describing what she looked like. I literally broke down in tears because I was like, oh my God, that's her. I knew for a fact her parents didn't know where she was. Ashley had gone over to a friend's house for a sleepover the night before, but how she ended up on this road in Scarborough is still a mystery more than two decades later. No one has been convicted in the case. And her death remains an unsolved murder. Chris Costa joins us from New Center, Maine, to discuss this case. Chris, this week marks the 22-year anniversary of the case that we're talking about. And of course, we'll get into what happened. But just looking at it generally, it seems like this is one of those cases that has really stuck with a lot of folks up in Maine over the years, both because it's just really sad and because it's still such a mystery.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, the Scarborough, Maine Police Department, which is where Ashley was found, that was the town... They actually created a, a Facebook page, you know, separate from their police department, but it's linked to it, you know, the Scarborough Main Police Cold Case Files. And right around, you know, 2011, 2012, uh, they started posting, you know, every year these updates um, on that Facebook page, reminding people that, Hey there is somebody out there who knows what happened to Ashley um, and some other cold cases that they've had in the area so interestingly enough that uh you know Scarborough is you know obviously where she was found that local police department still is looking for answers while the main state police you know who have been treating this as an unsolved homicide um are also looking for answers as well and there are a lot of people you know remember who she was um you know friends who I spoke to you know the, on the 20th anniversary have been waiting Literally for years, for some kind of answer in this. So it's it's uh, and, and her mother too. It's a case that still still um, is very painful for a lot of people because there is a very big question out there of who would do this. Can I have you just start by telling me a little bit about who Ashley Willett was? Yeah, so Ashley was a 15 year old girl. She was a uh, sophomore at Thornton Academy in Saco. You know, she lived with her mom and dad and a younger sister. Um, and you know, just like your average teenager, um, you know, she loved to hang out with her friends. She had a lot of friends who really cared about her. Um, you know, and, and the night that she went missing, she you know had gone over to hang out with a couple of girlfriends, um, and things started to kind of get away from what it, the original plan was was just to be a uh, you know a party. So take me through that night, February 9th, nineteen ninety nine, when
1: Ashley Willett goes over to this friend's house for a sleepover. I understand the night takes a little turn. The girls don't just stay at the one house.
0: Right. So so what we know is that it had started that she was going over to a friend's house in Saco. She was last seen around two o'clock in the morning. She had been allowed to spend the night there, you know, according to her parents. Um, but by morning time, Ashley was no longer at that house. And so as the investigation kind of went on, police found that that party where she had been with some girlfriends eventually uh, turned into going over to a friend's house, the, the Sanborn, Steve and Dan Sanborn. Uh, the Sanborn's mother, you know, had made up the couch for Ashley to sleep on. And that was she, the Sanborn's mother, was one of the last people who admits to seeing Ashley alive. Tell me a
1: little bit then just about this part of Maine. You mentioned this happened in Saco. What's that area like? Where these friends are just sort of running around, hanging out.
0: Yeah, I mean, so so Saco is. In, well, when it comes to Maine, you know, it's funny. I won't make sure I put this in good perspective. The largest city in Maine is, is Portland, right? It's in southern Maine. It's, and it, it the city proper is about 67, maybe 70,000 people. You know, the greater Portland area that includes some suburbs probably goes up to like 80 to 100,000 people. So Saco is one of these towns that is about a 15, 20 minute drive right down the Maine Turnpike from Portland. It, I would definitely consider it suburban. Um, It's right next to Biddeford, which was a a mill town. You know, it's got its little main street area. But then on the other hand, it has this uh, as you go west uh, away from the coast and away from the highway. Um, There are some parts of Saco that are very rural. So it's a very interesting mix when it comes to that town. So, Chris, if all of this
1: happened now in 2021 with cell phones and social media and, and all kinds of things like that, we would have a lot of information to be able to piece together a really detailed timeline of Ashley's whereabouts throughout the entire night. But this being 1999, the timeline ends up just being kind of hazy and and incomplete.
0: Exactly. Um, and, you know, I I had read some reports that the, she, the last time she talked to her mother was around 10 o'clock uh, that night, which was, I guess the ninth, uh, asking if anybody had called for her, you know, so they were, they were doing this via, you know, a, a home phone, right, which many of us don't even have these days. And so in the age of, you know, 2020, where where police are, are tracking uh, cell phone data, pinging it off of cell phone towers to see where this person may have been last, or at least where that person's cell phone would have been last, we don't have that in this case. Just to recap what we know, Ashley goes over to one friend's house,
1: They meet up with some other friends, and then she ends up planning to spend the night on the couch at this other house where these boys she knows, the Sanborns, live. Does that all sound
0: about right? Are there any key details in there that I'm leaving out? So basically what it sounds like, you know, after reading some newspapers, is that uh, she was at her friend's house, Aaliyah, and that was near downtown Saco. It was about a mile from her parents' home. And according to the newspaper, her parents had expected her to go to school with her friend Aaliyah the next morning, because this was on a Tuesday night. Ashley called her parents around 10 o'clock, and then that sleepover had kind of evolved into a party because Aaliyah's parents weren't home. So one of the people at the party, she had asked him to give her a ride to her aunt's house, where she said she had to babysit in the morning. But court documents show that she actually intended to visit a former boyfriend, which was Stephen Sanborn, whose family lived about seven miles away in sort of one of those remote areas of Saco that I had told you about. And so according to the police, she ended up at the Sanborn's house. The Sanborn's mother made up the couch for her to sleep on. And, you know, we don't really know what happened between her arriving at the Sanborn's house and ending up in Scarborough.
1: And Scarborough, which is a town that's just north of Saco, is where somebody spots a body in the roadway that would turn out to be Ashley's. And it seems like it was pretty immediately clear that this wasn't an accident that she'd actually been killed.
0: It it looks very clear that this was not an accident. Um I mean police have have classified this as a homicide as well as the state police. They've called this an unsolved homicide. Um she was found strangled. And so yes, there are only a couple of hours between when she's at the Sanborn's house and when she's found in the road. Um, She was found in the road at just before four in the morning. Um, She was last seen around two o'clock in the morning at the Sanborn's house. So what happened in those two hours is really the big mystery. Why did she leave the house? Was she taken or did she go on her own? How did she end up in Scarborough on the side of the road that is, unfortunately,
1: still a question we're asking. This has been an open case now for over two decades. Have authorities ever named any suspects in the death of Ashley Willett?
0: From our reporting, I don't, I don't have anything that has a specific suspect. And, and the, the newspaper that we have a partnership with says that they've never nailed down one specific suspect. Um, what the state police told the newspaper was that they're looking at a very small number of people who could be responsible for doing this. They may, they may have ideas of who it could be, um, but I don't think they've ever named a specific suspect. So this happened
1: now 22 years ago. I know you did a, a, a story on this for the 20th anniversary, and it really seems like even after 20 years, the pain that this caused, the death of this 15-year-old girl, it's still very real among her friends and family, and they, they still want answers. But what did friends and family you spoke to have to say after all this time?
0: The friends that I spoke to are, are. It, it seems to me in speaking to these friends, I didn't know them 22 years ago, but when I spoke to some of her friends on the 20th anniversary, it seemed that the pain was still as real as it's ever been. You know, from this, from the day they found out that she had passed and the frustration that's built up over the years, of knowing that there is somebody out there who has a, some information about what happened and that nobody's willing to come forward and share that with investigators, I think is compounding the pain of losing their friend and not knowing what happened. Something that we talked about a little bit at the beginning of our conversation
1: is that it seems like there are quite a few people in Maine who are determined to keep Ashley Willette's story top of mind. There's a Facebook group that's organized memorial runs. Uh, There's, according to that Facebook group, there's a scholarship fund in her name at the school she attended. Just a lot of effort to keep her story alive, to keep her name out there. Something you often hear when people talk about cold cases that have gone on for a long stretch of time like this is that there is somebody who knows the answers. Somebody out there knows something about
0: Ashley Willett's case. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there was a, there was a post from the 21st anniversary on the remembering Ashley Facebook page. And it says February 10th will be 21 years since you left us. It also means 21 years your murderer has roamed the public freely. And in the post, they say this person is a coward who thinks they are tough and the day will come for their judgment. You know, and I know that that's a really intense way of putting it, but that kind of summarizes the feeling and the passion around this case. She was only 15. She was only 99 pounds. She was only five feet tall. I mean, what possessed you? What did she do or what did you think to have to do this to take
1: her life away? Why hasn't anybody said anything? I guess I just don't understand how anybody could live with that on their conscience. How do you sleep at night? You know, you took someone's daughter. You took someone's friend. You know, you took someone's sister. How do you live
0: with that? and the frustration and the pain because they are confident that there is somebody out there that knows what happened, whether it's maybe the Sanborn family where she was last seen or somebody at the party who may have known what happened to her. But again, you know, these towns, even though they can be sort of spread out, it can be one of those things where a lot of people know a lot of people. Um, and sometimes people know each other's business. I mean, this is not uncommon in in Maine, at least from what I've experienced. so there there are people out there that feel they know who the person is that has the information, and they wish that they would just come forward even if it's anonymously.
1: Well, we'll be keeping an eye on this and and hopefully getting some answers soon. Chris Costa, reporter with News Center Maine. Thank you so much for sharing the story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Daily Crime. If you have any information about today's case, the unsolved murder of Ashley Willette, you're encouraged to contact the Maine State Police. Their phone numbers, as well as a tip form for this case can be found at maine.gov. If you enjoy The Daily Crime, make sure you're subscribed because we're here with a new story every weekday. You can also help us out by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reid Redmond.